0: Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, wa was wa s-salatu wa s-salamu ala ibadihi al-lazhin as Amma ba'adu fa'a'udu billahi min ash-shayqani r-rajim, bismillahi r-rahman rahim Wa in la'ala khuluqin ar-zim. Wa qala'an nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma inni aoudu becoming munkaratil akhlaqi wal amali wal ahwa i wal adwa. Okama callin Nabi Yusallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Most respected brothers and elders, brothers and sisters, we are continuing in the same situation that we are in in terms of this lockdown the lockdown as discussed on several occasions already is not to be viewed as just something that has happened and we just carry on with life as we wish apart from the fact that we are restricted in our movements but nothing else changes that would indeed be a very great tragedy and that would really be a very great disaster actually in terms of what benefit we should have taken in moving forward and getting closer to Allah so that is an important point to all the time remind ourselves that this is not just time to while away heedlessly without any concern. Yes, we are not of that caliber and we don't have that capacity that we may be able to continue in some ahmal 24-7. We will need our time to rest. We will have our time to relax. We will have some time with our families. We will have some time taking care of various other things, perhaps, in the house. All that is in its place, that is in its place, that is in its place, that is in its place. We have not been forbidden from these things. Rather, whatever is within the limits of the Shariat, by all means, that is in place, that is in order. But yes, the very crucial thing is that we have to turn to Allah Ta'ala. Most importantly, turn to Allah Ta'ala in sincere Tawbah and repentance. Give up all sin. This is a very tragic situation and that in this time when the signs of Allah Ta'ala are so visible, the warnings of Allah Ta'ala are so clear and somebody continues heedlessly and still continues sinning. This is indeed a very, very dangerous situation. So we need to make sincere Toba turn to Allah Taala, and increase our amal. That is the very crucial thing. The ruju Allah turning to Allah Taala. That is the most important aspect. So one is turning to Allah Taala by means of sincere Toba sincere Toba. sincere Toba Truly and deeply regretting what we have done in the past, begging Allah for Allah's forgiveness, resolving not to go back to it in future, and at the same time trying to increase the Amal, the, the Nawafil Salah as well, the Farais, that goes without saying, but even the Nawafil and Zilawat of the Quran Sharif, Tasbihat, Zikr, which we have discussed several times already in the past days. All this that we are experiencing is in the name of a disease, in the name of a virus. So diseases, illnesses is also things that have been discussed in the Quran Sharif, in the hadith of Rasulullah in the Quran Sharif, the ayat of the Quran Sharif we discussed very briefly, some days back, Ibrahim والسلام, he spelt it out that Allah Ta'ala is that being. wa When I get ill, Allah alone is the one that gives shifa and gives cure. So this is a part of life. It happens that people get ill, people uh, experience various situations of ill health. And then they undertake treatment also. Undertaking treatment is also sunnah. So they undertake treatment. But Allah alone is the Shafi. Allah alone is the one who gives cure. And therefore, we should be turning to Allah Ta'ala first. If there is some issue, the first thing is to turn to Allah Ta'ala. Sometimes there isn't time to, for example, first make two rakats nafil. And make dua. Something has happened and it requires immediate urgent attention. Now somebody has to be rushed to the doctor, somebody has to be attended to immediately. So at that so at that so at that moment in time, immediately there isn't a chance now to first make surakas nafil and ask Allah Ta'ala's help. So even there one will still make dua in the heart. Turn to Allah Ta'ala, to Allah Ta'ala immediately. First turn to Allah Ta'ala for five seconds. 10 seconds, turn to Allah Ta'ala, Ya Allah, you are the one who gives cure. Ya Allah, this situation to is completely in your control. Ya Allah, you remove the difficulty, grant ease, grant total shifa and afiat. So ask Allah Ta'ala, beg his help. So that's the first thing to do. Then together with that, we have been taught in the Hadith Sharif that treat your Patients with with Sadaqah. The person who is a patient who is ill, so Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has taught us to treat the patient with Sadaqah. How do we treat him with Sadaqah? Meaning by giving Sadaqah, by giving charity, and making dua to Allah Ta'ala, with the barakat of this, this brings about an ease in the situation, this is a means of shifa and cure from the ailments. So, sadaqah is also to be done. Sometimes, again, right at that moment, in that situation, immediately, there isn't a chance to first give somebody some sadaqa because that person is not, nobody is in front of us there. But even then, we can make a need immediately. That as soon as i have done with whatever the immediate need is, I have to rush somebody to the doctor, I will do that now. But as soon as I'm done with this and there is some chance now, I've reached the doctor, or I have now somebody, or I'm available to give something to, I will immediately give some sadaqah as well, whatever amount, whatever amount. We are currently in this situation of a lockdown, perhaps some might be still having it very easy, many people are having it very difficult. On the behalf of the Ummad, the ummad we should be giving some sadaqah from time to time, daily if possible some amount, whatever amount. It doesn't always have to be a very big amount. Sometimes you can afford more, we give more. But in any case, we should be trying to give something or the other every day. So in any case, what we were discussing is that we have to turn to Allah, wa ta'ala, and turning to Allah ta'ala, is in two aspects primarily. One is in making sincere Tawbah, and the second is increasing our a'mal, our a'mal, a'mal, there's a'mal of different categories, There are the a'mal that pertain to the external self, salah, that is an amal that's pertaining to the external self, we have to perform the salah, make the qiyam, the ruku, the sajda, etc, and like that there are many many other a'mal that are done externally, the farais, the nawafil, etc, the laws of the Quran Sharif, the Tasbihat that we recite, etc., etc. Then there's also amale baṭina. They are amal of the internal self, and this is generally described as Akhlaq. Now, this whole situation has come upon us in the form of, and Allah Ta'ala alone is the one who grants complete cure. So we should be turning to Allah. Ta'ala. So, in any case, this aspect of shifa and afiyat from all diseases we have been taught to make dua for that as well among the duas that rasulullah sallallahu taught he made himself according to one version the wording is allahumma inni a'udhu bika munkaratil wal wal and according to some narrations in this particular wording is only Allahumini a'uudhubika min munkaratil akhlaqi wal a'mali wal a'hwa'. Another narration, Allahumma jannibni munkaratil akhlaq wal a'mal wal a'hwa' wal a'dwa'. In any case, there are four things that have been sought refuge from. And we are asking Allah Ta'ala to protect us from it. Now what are these things? Now it is very significant that the four things that are mentioned, one is akhlaq. The second is A'mal. Allah protect me. Munkaratil Akhlaq. Munkarat munkar means something that is evil, something that is wrong, something that is bad, something that is regarded as uh, uh, to be left out. People don't feel good about it. People are not even, they, they feel uncomfortable about it. It's wrong. So things that one is people regard as wrong and the other is that the Shariat has also declared things to be wrong. So, things that things that are declared as wrong in the Shariat is also munkar. And some things are declared as wrong even in common sense. Some things, common sense doesn't understand it. But Shariat has given us that, it has given us that, it has given us that understanding. Standing. Standing. So what is common sense also? That too we have to Understand that that's wrong wrong. And beyond common sense is where Shariat has told us things are wrong. This is things are wrong. This is wrong. Even if the whole society says nothing wrong with it, they can't see the wrong. Like the kinds of dressing, for example, the society says what's wrong with it. But Shariat says certain kinds of dressing is totally wrong. So that's what's munkar. Munkar means something's evil, wrong. So we're asking Allah ta'ala to protect us. Mean Munkaratil from evil character. Wal a'mal. Evil actions. Wal ahwa. Evil desires. And the fourth thing that is mentioned is wal adwa. And diseases. Sicknesses. Severe sicknesses. So these are the four things mentioned in this haditha, in this dua, four things that refugees have been sought from. Now the fourth thing that is mentioned here is diseases. So right now, this is the talk of the moment. Everywhere, this is the discussion of the disease, of the virus. So yes, so yes, we should make dua. We should make dua to Allah that will protect us from all these kind of diseases. There are many other duas as well. Allahumma minal baras, wal wal juzam, wal asqam. So all these duas we should try and learn. And this is also another very important aspect, to learn the masnoon duas. And to read them at the relevant occasions, the masnoon duas to learn them and read them at the relevant occasions. This is a very great way of getting closer to Allah Taala. All the various day-to-day things that we do, eating, drinking, before sleeping, after waking up, before entering the toilet, after leaving the toilet, at the time of wudu, before uh, entering the entering the masjid, after leaving the masjid, and Every action there is some Muslim du'a before le- when leaving the house, when entering the home. There are numerous du'as, there are beautiful kitabs on du'a, simple du'as. There are some uh, publications that are very easily, that, that uh, are easily available and very simply providing all these du'as to be learned. In the Makatib, these du'as are taught. Our children who are in maktab, they would have some of these kitabs. The Talimi Board website, if you go into that, you will be able to download these kitabs. Every day, every week we learn one dua and we start practising on it and see what a difference it makes in our life. So in any case, this dua, there are four things mentioned here things mentioned here. So the fourth aspect was sicknesses, diseases. But then these three things that are mentioned before it bad character, bad actions and evil desires. So bad character actually refers to the inner side, what's in the heart. And then bad actions refers to the external side. So the sins of the heart, this is bad character. But that bad character, the sins of the heart and the evil characteristics in the heart, that is what dictates how a person then conducts himself externally. And then evil desires, when evil desires overtake one, one becomes a slave of his desires, then there's nothing that can then become a barrier between the person and his destruction. Because when he has become a slave of his desires, then he just goes headlong into every wrong. So therefore this is the aspect that is now being taught to us, that look, you should be seeking the refuge of Allah Ta'ala and making an effort to stay away from all these things. But it's very significant that in Together with these three things, the fourth thing mentioned is diseases. The message that is being given to us in a way is that even bad character is a disease. It's a sickness. And if this sickness is not treated like we treat external sicknesses, physical illnesses, if we don't treat this illness of the heart, it gets worse. And it goes from bad to worse. Now many people, we are in this lockdown situation and before this lockdown started when the announcement was made that two days time, three days time is going to be this lockdown so several people were expressing their concern what the concern is now 21 days I'm going to be cooped up at home now they're not talking about in a two by two house mashallah they are living in good sized homes they say I'm going to be cooped up at home with the family etc and how am I going to manage to handle this And one person jokingly said, I don't know who is going to bash who up first. He didn't mean it, obviously. But the question comes, that why is this concern? What is the reason? Because is there going to be some kind of lack of oxygen in the home? There's more people now the whole day. They're going to breathe all the oxygen away. So now people are going to now be starving of oxygen. Is that going to be the reason? Normally the house is not so occupied. There's less people... So, therefore, they will be able to breathe more easily. Well, that's not the case. Allah, taras, mashallah, provided the oxygen for us for free, and there's no shortage of oxygen in our homes. Alhamdulillah. So, why was this unease? This unease. And one person, this was prior to this lockdown that we started experiencing. It was when uh, the Chinese situation, after some time had passed in their lockdown, and now when things started slowly opening out, so there was an article somebody forwarded that unfortunately the divorce rate spiked in those places where was this lockdown. So people were in a lockdown situation and the divorce rate after this lockdown opened up, they realized now because there's some formal processes, so there were big numbers of people were applying now for divorce in the courts or whatever the process is there. This was a very strange thing that it was expected now that people had more time with their families. So, so there should have been a better situation now. There should have been an increased uh, level of bonding, understanding, affection. And here it's gone the opposite that the uh, the divorce rate spiked up. So how does this add up? So the way it adds up is that it doesn't add up to anything but there's a lot of subtraction here. Not adding anything, but subtracting a lot. That because good akhlak was subtracted from the equation, it was divided, it was subtracted, it was completely taken out, or whatever the case might have been, but the lack of good akhlak, and this is anyway for that matter, that now when people are in testing situations, it tests more than anything else, it tests the akhlak. When people are in a testing situation, the first thing that it tests is, it tests their akhlaq. When a person is not well, that's a testing situation. So now the person is not well, he becomes a little miserable, feels a little down, he feels a little uncomfortable, feels uneasy. Now that the time that his akhlaq gets tested also. What kind of akhlaq? person is hungry. Now the person is hungry, so that's not an ideal situation. It's a testing situation, because now there's a the pain, there's the pangs of hunger. Now in the pangs of hunger now there's a test, there's a the trial. What gets tested first? The first thing that gets tested is his akhlaq. How does he handle this? Does he handle it with sabr? With tolerance? Yes, whatever has to be addressed, will be addressed. If supposing there was some neglect in having things ready, then that will be addressed in a appropriate manner. But often there isn't a neglect. It's just something that was beyond anybody's control. Something sometimes just gets delayed, whatever the case is. Now the person is hungry. Now how does he react to that situation? Or the person wanted something and they didn't get what they wanted. They deeply were wishing that I should have this, or I should, uh, the certain uh, desire or wish of mine should be now taken care of, I should be granted what I am asking for, I wanted that item, I wanted something, I wanted to go someplace, or whatever the issue might have been, and the person was now really aspiring for that, and waiting for it, and the days might have ticked by, and now the time came for that to be given, and something went wrong, it didn't happen, or to go to that place and it didn't work out. Now, that's a testing situation. Now, this test when it comes, the first thing that it tests is a person's akhlaq. How does a person now react? Sometimes, the situation tests a person internally. That somebody uh, conducted themselves in an inappropriate manner. They said something inappropriate, they did something inappropriate, which hurt us. We are insan. We got offended. It's understood. We got offended. And it's not uh, something out of this world, unusual. We got offended, that understood. It happens. But now that offense, which is natural, that hurt, which is natural, now that's going to, going to even test our akhlaq. Now people, when they get hurt sometimes, so how they react? Some people fly into a rage. Some people start using all kinds of vulgarities. Some people start throw, throwing a tantrum. All these kind of things happen. And yes, we are not talking about little children. Yes, children throw tantrums. And people in their advanced ages also throw tantrums sometimes. And the children also sometimes probably are watching in amazement that uh, I thought this was me. But it seems like I am not the only one throwing tantrums around. So now this is a test of akhlaq and we fail in the test. We start doing things which should not be done. We start saying things that should not be said. The reason being, we haven't learnt akhlaq And now in this dua, we are being taught to make dua and ask Allah Ta'ala's protection from evil character, from bad akhlaq poor akhlaq from bad actions, from evil desires, and from diseases. So now we are being taught, just as if a disease has affected somebody, somebody is now sick, he's ill, whatever the disease might be, whatever the illness might be, so now immediately the person is concerned that I must now get treatment. I must treat this malady, this illness, otherwise if this gets deeper, it's going to become a problem. So now sometimes it's on a level where maybe some home medication might suffice. Sometimes that's not sufficient. It will require a visit to the doctor. The doctor sometimes might suffice on some medication and sometimes he would say, no, this antibiotics, etc. is not sufficient. You're going to have to take an injection as well. And then sometimes even the doctor says, that, look, this is not good enough. This injection and medication is not sufficient. You are going to have to be hospitalized. So now the person now, it's expensive, whatever the case is. But it says, well, if the doctor's orders now, I've got no choice. And trying to borrow the money, the public hospitals, whatever the case is, but now if i got no other way, I have to go. So now the person accepts the hospitalization. Why? To get the illness treated. And then sometimes the doctor says, look, the hospital also is not good enough. You're going to have to go into theater. You're not just going to be able to get this sorted out by lying in the ward. We're going to have to take you into theater. And there's going to be an operation that's required. And then sometimes it's an ICU situation. But the person for his physical health is ready for whatever it takes to treat it. And whatever is necessary that has to be done, so it's done. But when it comes to our spiritual health, when it comes to the disease of bad akhlaq,
1: akhlaq, akhlaq,
0: now there isn't sabr, so now there isn't a the vacuum in these aspects of akhlaq, There isn't a vacuum that, for example, a person is not miserly also, and the person is not generous also. He's neither miserly and he's neither generous. It can't happen. It's one of the two. That the person is not a coward and he's not brave also. He's not brave too and he's not a coward too. It can't happen. He is either of one... Yes, he might be not very brave or he might not be a total coward, but it's not possible that he has neither here nor there, he'll be somewhere. So likewise, either he has this sober, this helm and tolerance, or his intolerance. Now that intolerance is a disease, it's a sickness. Either the person has this forbearance, tolerance, or he has this uncontrolled anger, it's going to be one of these things. Now if he has that sober and he has that control over his anger, then he will be able to now, the the emotions are welling in, but he'll be able to conduct himself correctly. He'll be able to stop and think first what he's saying. And then say what is correct to say. And what is irrelevant, what is not required to be said, then he won't say it. He'll be able to suppress his negative emotions and still conduct himself positively. this is what this good akhlaq is all about. Now if he has treated his illnesses, if the person has treated the pride, the illness of pride, which is bad akhlaq, then the good of tawazu and humility will now flourish. And now that he's got tawazu in him, he will be able to take things very much in his stride. A lot of things happen, but he'll be able to take it in his stride. And he'll be able to digest it very easily. Now when people are in a, in our understanding now cooped up together over a period of time in a way that perhaps didn't happen in their life. One these people are together on some outing and here and there, but cooped up in their own homes for that extent of time without the normal routines is a very different situation. But what's going to make a person survive correctly in this situation? Rather than becoming a problem, what's going to help people to enhance that bond? This too is a time to now. Allah, Allah has made it as an opportunity. Yes, this we have to take the positive out of every negative situation. The situation in itself is a negative, but we have to take the positive out of it. That make it a situation that has drawn us towards Tawbah, towards Istighfar, a situation that has driven us to now become more conscious of our Deen, to turn to Allah wa Taala, to improve in our Amal, to improve in our Akhlaq to build the relationships with our immediate household people, with our spouses, with our children, our parents. This is also part of it. But now, what's going to make that happen? This good akhlaq. To the extent that this good akhlaq is in us, then we'll be able to use this opportunity. It's an opportunity. While in itself it's a difficult situation, it's a test, it's a trial it's a uh, quite a trial but at the same time we can make it because we got no other option right now we have to make it in an oppor- make it into an opportunity for many positive things so now by dealing with that good akhlaq by adopting the mubarak way of rasulullah sallallahu sallam, by reading about his mubarak life there are many authentic kitabs the shamaile tirmidhi where the ahadith of Rasulullah, wa sallam, the, the description of all his characteristics are included in this kitab. There's a more detailed kitab, shamail al kubra We might have copies of these if we don't. Then in many other kitabs, a lot of this is discussed there. Even in the fazail amal there are many things that are discussed there. So, we should be taking the the time to read through this, read with our families, learn to improve our Amal. There are bayans that are available online on the topic of akhlaq by our ulama ikram so from the authentic ulama and mashaykh we listen to this and try to improve on our akhlaq and this will become a time that will help us to become better people so in this dua on the one hand we are being taught to ask for safety from all these things to ask for the help of allah ta'ala for the protection of allah ta'ala from all kinds of diseases from bad character from bad actions, from evil desires. But at the same time, there's a very big lesson that to the extent that we adopt this good akhlaq, akhlaq is such a great thing that the person who has this beautiful akhlaq he's got the greatest wealth. He's got really the greatest wealth. He's got the wealth of dunya and akhirat. Because this good akhlaq will bring the good of dunya and it will bring the good of akhirat as well. In the Hadith Sharif, Rasulullah says, that there is nothing weightier on the scales of good deeds, on the day of Qiyamah, Min in حسن, than good akhlaq So this good akhlaq we have to be very very conscious, very careful about this, learn about this good akhlaq and people have made very great efforts to bring this good akhlaq in them. People put themselves into great uh, exercises, meaning through a process, to learn this akhlaaq, to inculcate the good character. So we too have to learn it. We have to learn it from people who can guide us in this regard and who can help us to acquire this good akhlaq by submitting ourselves to their guidance and by relating our situation, taking the advice, applying that advice and in this way, step for step, inshallah, we'll be able to pass through the pass through the pass through this process of chess of, of Improving our akhlaq So that is what is going to make this time a, a, a time that will become positive for us. It will become positive for the the taluk and the relationship between all the people of the household. It will become a means of enhancing that muhabbat. It will become a means of enhancing that bonds between everybody. Otherwise, Allah forbid, one is we are already in a difficulty. This is already one trial. This one trial will become many more trials. It will start becoming a problem in the sense that it will start creating uh, animosity. It will start creating all kinds of difficulties between people because of a lack of akhlaq. So now we have to increase the level of akhlaq. Because obviously it's a testing time. And when it's a testing time, then everything that's required in a time of test is increased. Now it's a testing time, so the hospitals are all increasing their capacity. They are buying more equipment people are buying more masks, people are buying more protective gear and they're putting in more uh, ventilators in hospitals. Why? Because it's a testing time. There's a lot of disease around. So now it's a testing time for Akhlak, akhlaq. We have to raise the bar for akhlaq. Not at the same level. No, when there's a testing time, everything has to go at a higher level. So now we have to raise the akhlaq, raise the level of tolerance, raise the level of sabr, raise the level of compassion and kindness raise the level of khidmat. This is to become now every person's uh, nature now. That he is ready to serve everybody else, not waiting to be served. Every person is having this jazbah that I should become the one to serve everyone. And when everyone has this jazbah, then everybody will be happy with each other. And when somebody is now always giving commands, and somebody is on the receiving end, then after a moment of some time, one, two days, five days, then things start becoming sour, and then become bitter, and then becomes a major problem. Then it starts exploding somewhere. So now to keep things sweet, we have to adopt sweet akhlaq. good akhlaq And that good akhlaq inshallah, will help us to grow. It'll help us to enhance the bonds of muhabbat. It'll help us to enhance the relationship between all the members of the household. And that will become a means of us getting closer to Allah Ta'ala as well. So together with all the aspects of deen, this is an extremely important aspect, that we enhance this akhlaq among the many, uh, the very effective things in this regard, is to read about the incidents of akhlaq of the pious people, of the predecessors, much of it is also in the lives of the Sahaba Ikram, the stories of Sahaba, in the fazaila Amal, many things of akhlaq we'll find there, let us read this, many other kitabs also available, if we have copies of this, or many things are now they is downloadable, we try to download something authentic obviously, and read about these incidents of akhlaq, that will become a means of inspiration for us, and inshallah we too will then progress in this way, Allah Tabaraka wa ta'ala give us the taufik, wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, inshallah I'll make zikr for a few minutes and dua, beside the
1: rooster La محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم لنا إما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم Jazallahah anna nabiyyana muhammedan summedan sallallahu alayhi wasallama bima huwa ahluh La ilaha La illallah in Allah, law, nigh, Inna Inna in Inna 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 La la ha, in la la. La la ha, in la la. La la ha, in la la. La la ha, la ha, la ha, la ilaha in la ha. In la 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 ha. In la la ha. In la 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 ha. In la 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 ha. la ha. La 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 ha, la la ha, la 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 ha, Allah, la ha, Allah, la 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 ha, la la ha, la uh, you know. na سناء عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهله ربنا وغلمنا انفسنا والا تغفر لنا
0: وترحمنا لنكون من الخاسرين ربي اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انك انت الاعز الاكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا ندام ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان واحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان
1: واجعلنا من الراشدين ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن مسينا نسينا نسينا وأخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إصرا كما حملته على
0: الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحمل تحملنا تحمل ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيوك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه اجمعين والحمد لله